There is one character in the Bible who is the only one it's described to have experienced the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. Who is it? Let's talk about it on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Welcome to Inverse. We are in the sixth episode on the topic of covenants. So if you're out there and you are wondering, how can I get to know more about this covenants topic in Scripture, you want to go to inversebible.org and you can catch up on past episodes, past le lessons, and you can study along with us. I want to just warn you, this is a very, very deep topic, and it is a topic that has a lot of blessings in store for all of us, but it does require some rigor and, uh, and some fellowship with life like-minded people who can study the Bible uh, with you. So in the studio we have Sebastian, Jonathan, and Siku. Hello you guys. Aloha. See you. And it's been a great journey. We're about halfway through this topic and uh, I don't know, I, I had a lot of reservations about this topic uh, in the beginning because it is it is not easy mm -hmm. uh, but the blessings indeed are have been very profound. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, uh, before we do pray and before we get into reading, um, what are some, some blessings that, as you reflect on the past five lessons, uh, five episodes, what are things that pop out you immediately that you feel like have real-time, everyday mm -hmm. uh, application in? Jonathan? Yeah, uh, to me, uh, really the character of God shines in mm. all of this. Seeing that He is committed in this covenant towards us, even when we are unfaithful. Mm. Uh, every time He reiterates His covenant, uh, it, it's to show I'm still here, I'm still with you, I'm still for you, mm. you know, how do you respond to this? Mm -hmm. and, and that just really pops cool. out to me. Very mm -hmm. cool, very cool. Siku? Um, that, that was the number one for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Probably my number two, <laughs> a very close number two, is that um, when what God asks of us, um, what's required of a Christian, is the standard is just so high. Mm. Um, but seeing that the covenant that God wants to make with us is that He wants to do these things in us. Mm -hmm. um, and just that promise of God working these things in our lives, yes. it's just really reassuring. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. uh, I think for me it's just the Moses' gospel. You know, Psalm 103 and just cool. really grappling with his, his expressions and how you're like, this is the gospel. And yeah. it was there the whole time, even yeah. before Jesus came, <laughs> yeah. it was being preached yeah, in all its good. beauty. Very good, very good. Mm -hmm. We are in a systematic study, so we want to encourage you to go to past episodes. You can go to hopetv.org slash inverse, and you can catch up on other topics, but also in this arc that we're in, in the topic of the covenants. For the blessing that I really uh, uh, have received is that within Bible religion, within Bible Christianity, mm -hmm. within the Judeo Christian ethic, there are there's one mode that's real and authentic change spiritual Christianity, mm -hmm. and there's one that looks exactly like it but totally fake. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then so in church that you have, oh, those are there's there's some real good people, and there's people who think they're real but they're really faking it. I mean, that should be no shock to us, mm -hmm. right? Because the Bible has been preaching about that since Genesis one. Yes. Right. Uh, Genesis three. <laughs> we'll yes. start there, and 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 it kind of puts words mm -hmm. uh, to this experience that many Christians have experienced in a local church for for a long time. So let's actually go to Galatians chapter four, uh, verse twenty one, and we're going to read. It. And Sebastian, if you can pray for us before we actually read Holy Scripture. Yes, let's pray. Father in heaven, we've been blessed hitherto with the exploration of these covenants. 
and ultimately the everlasting covenant. Mm -hmm. Lord, the picture that it gives us of who you are is too precious for us just to give up and yield to fanciful interpretations. So now, Lord, as we turn to this particular passage and case study example, enlighten the eyes of our understanding. Help us to see you in your word and guide us as we explore in Galatians about these two aspects of the covenants or experiences mm -hmm. is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We're in Galatians chapter 4, verse 20. Let's start from verse 21, and we just read it slowly together. This is not an easy passage. This mm -hmm. is very difficult. Uh, but as I said in the top of the show, that there is one character that the Bible describes of someone who has experienced both old and new and compares the two. And mm -hmm. who is this guy? Who has experienced these two uh, covenants? We'll see in verse 21. Uh, Jonathan, if you can read for us. Sure. Galatians 4.21 says, Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondwoman, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh, and he of the free woman through promise. Which things are symbolic? For these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to Jerusalem, which is now, and is in bondage with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, which is the mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice, O barren, you who do not bear. Break forth and shout, you who are not in labor, for the desolate, for the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. Then we, brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise. But as he who was born according to the flesh then persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, even so it is now. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, what does the Scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. Amen. Stand fast, therefore, chapter 5, verse 1, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Okay, thank you for that. And for those of you out there, we just want to really encourage you, stick with it. Stick with it. These are wonderful concepts, and once you get them, hopefully our conversation is making some of these concepts a little bit easier to digest, but sometimes the scripture can be, it's, there's a lot of layers yes. there, not intending to be complicated for complexities reasons, but just because of all the, the richness of meaning can get a little confusing. So uh, let me ask you, uh, Jonathan, um, sure. uh, what, this up to this point our discussion on the old and the new covenants sure. and there's there's two there's different there's different aspects of the yes. two and sometimes it can kind of get mm, 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 right, right, right. so so <laughs> clarify I'll try my best mm -hmm. so it, there we have there's two uh, layers or two perspectives as we can look to the covenant yes uh, we can look at it historically mm -hmm. meaning that in history, history is divided by Jesus, right? Before Christ and uh, and after Christ, mm -hmm. and so before Christ, or what you know would be considered the Old Testament time frame, mm -hmm. uh, this can be called the Old Covenant in relation to Jesus, because when Jesus came, everything became so rich and beautiful. But it did not negate what had been come before. It was just 
uh, a fresh expression of what has been revealed in the Old Covenant historically. Okay. And then, uh, you know, and on the other side is the New Covenant historically, New Testament time, the times that we're living in. Mm -hmm. That's historically, timeline. Okay. But then there's also a spiritual sense that you can look at, experientially. Mm -hmm. There is a way that the Bible describes an Old Covenant experience, which is not to say that that's the experience that everyone in the Old Testament had. Mm -hmm. No, it's to say that you relate to the covenant in a wrong way, in a legalistic way. Mm -hmm. And the New Covenant experience is an experience where you relate to the covenant in a faith way, where you trust in God mm -hmm. to do what he has promised that he would do. Mm -hmm. So there's a historical way to look at it and a spiritual way to look mm -hmm. at it. And those two uh, can sometimes be a little confusing, mm -hmm. uh, but I think this, uh, what we're going to look at today is going to clarify this mm -hmm. really well. Siku, what are the dangers of, and thank you so wonderfully for, 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 for painting that picture. Siku, what is the dangers of if you mix the historical with mm -hmm. the experiential and and a lot of times people do saying, hey, the new covenant is good and the old covenant is bad. And in, 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 in some way that's right. And in some way that's wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So well, how, do, how do we I mean, you, you clarify got the, that? You, you've got Bible texts which you know, speak about the covenant. Um, and sometimes, a lot of times, actually, you'll have um, the Bible talking about the, the commandments that mm -hmm. God gave the law. <laughs> because the law is, a, is an essential portion of the covenant, him writing his law on our hearts. Yes. And so in this conversation about covenant, you'll have the law in there and if the perception is you know old covenant equals old testament equals uh, old commandments the law you know legal you know mm -hmm. but um, I mean like if we equate the covenants period and the old oh. covenant with you know the law of God the Ten Commandments then oh. it's like well if the new covenant does away with that then we don't need the Ten Commandments mm -hmm. we don't need everything pretty much everything in the Old Testament is negated mm -hmm. because Jesus obviously establishes a whole new law that is different from the Old Testament law mm -hmm. in the Ten Commandments. I mean, that's one of the dangers, you know, that we that you get. And then you, you really miss, you, we miss the, the, the possibility, like the, the goal that God had, like really the point mm -hmm. of what he was doing with the covenants mm -hmm. was right. the whole point is I want to do this in you. Mm -hmm. And whether, whether we're saying the old covenant is the Ten Commandments or is Jesus' commandments, you can still have a quote, wrong old covenant experience, like the wrong experience with the covenant, even looking at Jesus. And Jesus says, you know, if somebody does you wrong, if you love your enemies and you're like sitting in your room like I must love 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 I'm gonna make myself love mm. and we, we miss what God has been trying to do all the way from the Old Testament you know mm -hmm. so I mean a danger is we there are so many dangers but just just to point out those two on, mm -hmm. on either side mm -hmm. of the aisle yeah. mm -hmm. naturally we all have a, a Old Testament experience uh, Old Covenant experience, <laughs> experience. don't we yes yeah. we, we naturally see these rules and we're like oh we gotta try we gotta keep it right mm -hmm. and uh, we see this in other other religions out there. This is the motif that they have. Right. Christianity actually is presenting something new, right? Mm -hmm. Well, let's go to the, the Galatians passage here. And let's take the one verse a little bit slowly at a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So verse 21, chapter 4, verse 21, Paul's writing says, Tell me, do you, do you who desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? Mm -hmm. So he's talking to a group of people who want to be saved by keeping the law. These mm -hmm. are what Old Testament experience Old people. Covenant. Old covenant experience. <laughs> <laughs> Old covenant experience. Old covenant experience people. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Old covenant experience people. And he says, do you not hear the law? 
Mm -hmm. So very interesting. He's advocating for a new covenant experience and saying, hey, we need to hear the law correctly or interact with the law on the right way. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's so right. verse 22, for it is written that Abraham had two sons. And who are those two sons? One was Ishmael by Hagar, a slave girl, yeah. uh, Hagar, and it was done... Um, through human merits, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, they yep. tried. You, they they tried, right? <laughs> Let's just say there. And then you had uh, the miracle child, Isaac, and mm -hmm. that was they didn't try. It's just God. It just, it just happened. Mm -hmm. Yes, right. they participated. They they participated, yes. but uh, they did not. They were uh, physically incapable of making. Yeah. That. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> and 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 these two motifs are the two motifs that Paul is going to compare with each other. Right. Yeah? Okay. This is uh, this right. is good. Okay. So correct me if I'm wrong here. Okay? Yeah, so, so just to clarify, one is I trust in self yes. to perform the, yeah. mir the miracle that God has promised. Yes. And the other one is I trust in God to fulfill his promise. Yes. Those are the two attitudes that we see yes. here as uh, illustrated in, you know, uh, the, the Hagar and in Sarah. Okay, yeah. now we're going to go to Mount Sinai and Arabia and some other places after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. We're looking at the character in the New Testament that had experience of both the Old and New Covenant. Uh, let's go to Galatians chapter 4, verse 24. And the first phrase there says, which things are symbolic. And we want to just emphasize here that all these things that we're talking about, at least in this chapter, they are symbolic. We're not making a judgment call and all the sons of Sarah and all the sons of uh, Hagar. Hagar. Mm -hmm. and, and some people do that. We want to make sure that this verse is is not taken that way, right. but this is symbolic. Sebastian, why is the character of, of Abraham used here by Paul? Well, I believe that the apostle, in when you look in verse 22, he says, for it is written in this law that he's asking us that we hear that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondwoman and the other by a free woman. So the means by which he had a son were each expressions of different responses to the covenant. But Abraham is a symbol of both covenants. Mm. So as we go through this symbolic experience or allegory that he's making of this historical experience in Abraham's life, they're all coming from the same individual mm -hmm. whom we've looked at in a previous episode that God had a covenant with mm -hmm. who believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Mm -hmm. And it's ironic that this experience occurs in between the two covenant chapters in Abraham's experience. Mm -hmm. So chapter 15, here's your covenant. You believe it's righteousness. You mess up. You have a child with Hagar and then, okay, we, we cleared that up. Okay, now we're going to have yeah, another through circumcision, yeah, that, yeah. and now we're going to have the covenant, yeah. renew this covenant again with the covenant of circumcision. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's like, Abraham, give me this aspect of your body and your even this contribution mm -hmm. that you think you have, mm -hmm. give that to me mm -hmm. um, and let me do this. So it's just critical that Paul is like, this is an expression of both covenants, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not just one. And I think that's very critical before we analyze it. That's cool that he talks about Abraham and just like he does in Romans, but like, hey, he was the forefather of the Jews mm -hmm. and uh, you all Galatians, you got to 
do what our forefather did because he used to be old covenant and then he switched over to new covenant. So you guys, like in him, you got to switch over. Yep. I and mean, that's kind of the, the underlying implication that yes. he's pushing forward here, which is oh, the pretty cool, cool, pretty cool passive aggression there. <laughs> Verse 24, uh, continuing on, he says, For these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to mm. Jerusalem, which now is. Okay, let's let's slow down there. There's a just he just went like light speed there. Let's let what let's, each one of those things. What is yes. he talking about, Jonathan? So this is now we have to be very careful that we yep. understand things in in the context of the Book of Galatians yes. and the broader Bible, of course. So now Paul is saying, I'm trying to make an allegory here. Yes, and and express a certain truth that I want to make you know make clear. He says uh, th there are two. There are two covenants, the yes. one from Mount Sinai. Okay, what does Mount Sinai mean? He's now thinking of the law of God, this, the covenant mm -hmm. uh, that God made at Mount Sinai, which mm -hmm. was not bad in itself. Mm -hmm. But he's now thinking in the context of the Pharisees uh, and, and, the, and, and the, the issue of the Galatians. Um, uh, that's what I wanted to talk about first here. They are, how did they respond? How did the people of Israel respond to that covenant? At Mount Sinai. At Mount Sinai. Yes. Right. Yeah, sorry, I was a little confusing there. <laughs> the, the, the covenant of Mount Sinai, from God's perspective, was the new covenant. Yes. But the people responded in the wrong way yes. because they f focused on self in, in, in able to perform the, the covenant uh, here. Yeah, what's amazing is Mount Sinai, God's got to give all these rules. Rules, rules, right. rules, laws, 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 laws. And they're like, cool. We'll do it all. We'll do right. it all. Right. And so that, that response is right. what he's talking And that response was found in the Pharisees, was yes. found in Jerusalem that's during right. his time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yep. Next. So Paul is saying, listen, the, the false response at Mount Sinai corresponds to the Jerusalem right now. And Paul knows what he's talking about because mm -hmm. he was part of Jerusalem right now. Yes. It's the Pharisaic, uh, you know, rule. The Jewish, every, Jewish, the yeah. Jewish understanding of we got to do this perfectly so that we are, you know, right with God. Yes. So he's saying legal. Legalism is one way, uh, is, is represented by what Abraham did with Hagar, yes. right? I can do this, I can fulfill the promise that God has said, you know, he will do. Um, we will keep the laws that you tell us, Mount Sinai. We are keeping all these laws so that we are right with God, Pharisees. It's all the same thing he's yes. saying. And then he compares this now, you know, going on with the opposite uh, response. Verse 26. In verse 26. Verse 26. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sebastian, you read verse 26 for us there? Sure. Uh, slowly. <laughs> so it says, But the Jerusalem above is free, mm -hmm. which is the mother of us all. Okay. Skip down to verse 28. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise. Okay. So, Jonathan, what's that flip side? That sure. Just continuing with your thought there. Right. So, we saw on the one side that I can do this. I will somehow make this possible attitude um, in response to what God is promising. Yes. Um, and now we see the response uh, that we should have. He's saying Jerusalem above, the new Jerusalem, what God has in store for us. And in the same way, Isaac, which is the miracle child, God fulfilled the promise. Mm -hmm. God's going to fulfill all his promises when he comes back, new Jerusalem, all that stuff. Yeah. This is uh, the response that we should have. What did Abraham do? After that whole mess up, as he said, mm -hmm. he trusted in God. There was circumcision as a sign of, of trust and all these things. And Isaac, the miracle child, happened. And that was, you know, faith that mm -hmm. took place. So this is, and, and this is intensely critical that Paul is trying to separate. I'm not referring to the historical covenants, mm -hmm. right? The covenant, as we understand it, biblically, is the promise of a child. The question is, how is that child going to come about? 
And when you and I take the promises of God that he's gotten those terms and conditions, put the law in your heart, make you my people, every man's going to know me, you don't have to tell your brother, I'm going to justify you of your sins, mm -hmm. all of that, Hagar is our attempt, our experience yes. in response to the covenant that God, the promise that God has said, this is what I'm going to do and say, I'm going to do this on my own ability. Mm -hmm. That's what Hagar represents mm. yeah. as that, that old covenant experience versus Isaac represents the new covenant experience, not the new covenant historically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a critical separation that Paul is trying to give. How Abraham went about it is what separates. If them. I were to use another allegory according to Justin, just to, because <laughs> Paul's allegory is awesome, right. but oh, it's, 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 yes. it's good, it's mm -hmm. good. But um, maybe this is too simplistic, but God, uh, I just think of as, I promise Siku a million dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's a one way, I am doing everything, and she just has to do the receiving, right? Mm -hmm. She just has to sit it. there, and she's, <laughs> and she's gonna want to receive it, mm -hmm. right? That would be, in my, my my, my my framework, that would be the new covenant, yes? yes. I give you a million dollars, she receives it, bam, she's rich, I got another million dollars, we're, 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 we're all good, right? right? The old covenant experience would be, I promise to give you a million dollars, and she goes out there and she tries to earn a million dollars, and she says, thank you, Justin, for allowing me to get the, <laughs> the million dollars, right? She, she's trying to earn her way, or she's making that, or there, there's like, something I was that inspired, but I'm gonna try myself. <laughs> yeah, and, and Jesus uses illustrations like this all the time, yeah? I yes. mean, you've been forgiven, but this person's trying to earn their way back. Mm -hmm. Is that earning component mm -hmm. is, yep. makes it uh, the old covenant, even though you're using what looks like new covenant exterior, right? Yes. Uh, you're using million Dressing. dollars, and yes. Jesus, God is good, and whatever. So this is where it kind of, it's, it's tricky. It's yes. a bit tricky. Mm -hmm. I, just, I was just, just thinking about um, Abraham's experience and what Sebastian was saying insightfully in the progression of the story, that when in chapter 15, when we see, and Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness, yes. that when God makes these covenant promises, it's very enticing. And yes. I mean, so far, every time that we've been talking about the covenant, it's, yes. your heart just goes out and you're like, yes. I want this, yes. you know? And the children of Israel at Mount Sinai, they saw what God was promising them and they wanted it, yes. right? And they said, we, we want to be a part of this. Yes. And so that's not, a, that's not what was wrong, mm -hmm. right? That, that desire to be a part of, mm -hmm. you know, or to yes. have, to, to participate in the right. covenant, that we want to do this. We want to be a part of this. That That's not what was wrong. Um, but what happens after that, like what you were saying is now, oh, you mean I just have to sit here? <laughs> like, you know, it's, 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 it goes to, the, I think the, the, the term here was in verse 23. Um, uh, Galatians 4, Galatians verse, 4 verse 23. 23. Mm -hmm. But he who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this in Romans 8. When we we're talking about what does this, the flesh is about. Yes. It's about the carnality i want to do this in my own strength you know like i the, i i have to feature in here somewhere mm -hmm. whereas you look at the covenant and it's all god god yes. god 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 now sit here and i want to do this for you mm -hmm. will you allow me to do this in your life mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that's the hard part for us as mm -hmm. humans so right. where many christians struggle with this old new covenant thing is where they mix up as we said his historical covenants with experiential covenant because and we only say that because paul talks about two covenants here, mm -hmm. right? And what he means, what he's trying to say is uh, th that this other covenant is really not 
is not the real cup, it's not the real deal, right? But th that's where we mix it up, and so that's why it's so important that we distinguish between the historical and the experiential. And Paul here is talking about the experiential. Mm -hmm. Paul is not dismissing the Old Testament. He's not saying, oh, the Old Testament was all legalism. Mm -hmm. He's saying you can respond with legalism to God's covenant, and that happens in the Old and in the New Testament, mm -hmm. experientially. Uh, this is what he's trying to Not bring Not just that, out. it happens in the same person. Correct. Exactly. That's, it, right, that's the good. point right there is that Paul is exactly yes. driving that point home. It's Abraham waffled, like, I believe you, but the next chapter I'm going to go do it on my own. Mm -hmm. Okay, I believe you again. I will be circumcised. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. I'll actually wait for your promise. So waffle back. That's what, yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there's God's covenant faithfulness responding to our covenant unfaithfulness. Yeah, that's right. You know, while you guys are all talking, I mean, I'm just thinking in the back of my mind, you know, especially when you were talking to Siku, uh, you, you said, what do you mean? We just got to sit back and, and do nothing? Uh, what, 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 what it reminded me of is, is that uh, this whole Sabbath keeping mm. often is, is understanding the, the, the functionality of grace is mm -hmm. I, you, you rest. Mm -hmm. right. you, you don't do anything. And so Sabbath in itself is a new covenant experience yes. vivified in time. Mm -hmm. And ironically, those who advocate for a new covenant experience say, hey, we don't need the Sabbath anymore, mm -hmm. right? And, right? And then let's go back to a system of, 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 of venerating a day of works, obviously, is contradictory. The role of works, when it comes to the new covenant experience, it, we yes, we do rest. What do we, how do we rest? We rest in the fact that God will perform the miracle and He will make all these things possible. Mm. Our part, our works, have no merit, but they are required as a response. Like, we, we, Abraham didn't just sit around. Mm -hmm. He believed that God can do it, but he had to have sexual relations sure, with sure. Sarah for the child to come. Mm -hmm. But he believed that God will make sure that it happens. And God had to bring him to the place, him and Sarah, to the place yes. where they realized that they're, they're, they're yes. engaging in, in their marital relations. Yes. Intimacy. Yeah, that intimacy had no power. merit. No yeah, power. it had no power to produce what God actually wanted to produce. That's Right. which is is our struggle is yes. like you know I feel like if I read my Bible you know just make it real if I study the Bible and if I have one hour devotions every day and if I pray for 30 40 minutes you know then I will have you know spirituality you know then I'll be close to God mm -hmm. but really I mean those are avenues to attain to a relationship with God but the reading of the Bible in and of itself mm. doesn't have salvific merit. Mm. Otherwise, the th all theologians would be going to heaven, but right. we know that there are theologians who don't even believe in God. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so really the works, the, the things that we do, um, feeling like they actually can somehow you know, convince God. Yeah, and somehow save us. No. You know, and th that's our constant struggle. And the tension that exists between those two groups yes. of people, yeah. right? It's like if you believe this, then those people start persecuting. You know. Well, that persecution is found in the next verses, verse 29 there in chapter 4. But he was born according to the flesh, then persecuted him who was born according to the spirit. So even it is now. Right. And I want to push forward to the end there and the apex is chapter 5, verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Mm. Right. This yoke of bondage is this, this this taking on the law by your own strength mm -hmm. and doing it. So stand in the liberty of which Christ has given to you. Hopefully that's your prayer, that you're, you're looking at this, this, this enormous corpus of the law and like, how can I keep this by myself? You can't. Jesus does it in you. We all need that new covenant experience. That's our prayer. 
hopefully yours. Thanks so much for joining us here on Inverse as we study this topic of the covenants. Join us next week. You don't want to miss it. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.